And welcome back to the Core to Three podcast. This is your host, Spencer Breedlove, and I get to do this podcast with my lovely wife, Lisa. Hello, everyone. Lisa, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you, Spencer? I'm doing real good. I'm excited to be able to be able to sit down with you once again and record episode number 35 of the Quarter Three podcast. It's kind of like a weekly date. <laughs> Almost. At the dining room table. At the dining room table. Up in our studio. Yeah, it's really not much of a studio, but hey, we do a lot a, of cords. A lot of cords. M- machines. Yep. Okay. There's not a lot of machines. No. It's just my computer and my little. We both have phones, computers, a little pod sound track thing. P4. Bunch of cords. Yeah, okay. But it is good to be back. And today good. we're going to be talking about what a majority of adults deal with and walk through in life. Do you know what that is? Worry. Worry. We're going to be talking about the trap yes. of worry. But before we do that, we are going to have. Our questions for humans session conversation. Yes. Brought to you by the Court of Three Coaching Ministry, which if you're interested in what, knowing what that is, the Court of Three Coaching is where if you're in a premarital relationship and you want to go through premarital counseling, I can do that. If you are in a marriage relationship, and you would like to have some coaching in your marriage relationship, I can do that as well. All you need to do is send me an email at thecourtof3 at gmail.com, and I'll have that in the show notes. What if I'm married to you? Oh, well, then you get free coaching. I get free coaching? Yeah. Wow. You get free coaching. That's a deal. You get lifelong free coaching. (laughs) Who's going to coach you? Uh... I need as much coaching as I can get, as I can get. We both do. So here's our questions, questions. our questions for humans. Yes. I have one that's kind of funny and then I have a more serious one. Okay. So I'll do the funny one first. If you could play an obscure sport professionally, what would it be? An obscure sport? Yes. So nothing that we typically know right now that has travel ball teams. Curling. <laughs> Curling? Curling. On the ice. Yes. With a broom. Curling. <laughs> I could probably make the I Olympics. Mean, you might could. I could probably make the Olympics. You know there's science involved in that physics and Well, of course. Yeah, I know. Okay, you would like that. Yeah. That would not be what I would pick. You know what I would pick? Hmm. Boomerang throwing. Boomerang throwing. <laughs> yeah. Might have to go to Australia to practice, work my craft. Yes. Yeah. Boomerang throwing. Wouldn't that be a great sport? It would be fun. Yeah, it would. See if you could hit somebody. No. Just, well, that's what a boomerang's for. Uh, that's in Crocodile Dundee that he hits people with it. No, it, this is a bad. sport. You don't hit people with it. You get the boomerang to go Far and return. Yeah. Okay. Down and back. Down and back. Yeah, I would do curling. Matter of fact, wow. it would be really good. It'd be really cool. cool. What would be really cool is if you could combine curling and golf, especially on the putting. If you could. I'm confused. Well, 
I would like for my putts to go in. You want to like scratch the ground right in front of your yeah. Goal I would be so like, it'll go yeah, in the hole. Uh huh. I would like putt it, wow. and then we'd work together as a team, <laughs> and then we would get it into the hole as a team. Just putt it in the hole. Yeah, but that involves work on your short game. A lot of misses. Okay. Yeah, All I right. Need to work on Here's a little game. more serious question. Uh huh. What's something that a high school teacher or a coach told you that you'll never forget? Well, I'm going to go a little bit outside the lines here. Oh, again. Again. Spencer breaks the rules. So it's not really something that he told me personally. Okay. But this is something that a coach wrote down on the dry eraser board in the Mm -hmm. locker room. This was uh, Coach Richard Bell, who was, yep, Coach Richard Bell. Uh, This was when Tyler was in, I guess Tyler at the time was probably playing middle school football and Coach Bell was still coaching. He was coaching high school and, Uh um, and he was really just a... He was he was more than a football coach. Coach Bell was a spiritual leader. Yes, and he was an influence. Big big influence uh, on a lot of people. Um, coached at the professional. I think he's coached at the professional level. Yes. He coached at the high school. I mean, high school level and also at the collegiate level as well. Very well known. Um, a lot of experience. A lot of um, a lot of success in that. Mm-hmm in that space arena and there was something that coach bell had written down on the dry eraser board uh at on the in the locker room and what he said has always stuck with me and it's something that i've repeated to teams that i've coached or just people that are you know student athletes that i've had the opportunity to be around but what coach bell had written down was winning is through team victory is through Christ. Oh, I like that. Winning is through team victory is through Christ. I'll never forget that. It, yeah. it really helps to keep winning and losing perspective. in perspective. Yes. And also not just, not just as a team, but also, also spiritually as well. So I'm very grateful for coach bell and his influence and his wisdom as a football coach. That's good. I would pick out a high school English teacher and um, just books that we had to read or sometimes books that we chose. And I believe I actually did a report on um, a book that the teacher had suggested to me. It was Great Expectations. And then we had a conversation one day at the end of school and that teacher just said, you know, Lisa, I know your parents have great expectations for you. Maybe you even have some for yourself. I have some for your other teachers do, but most importantly, God has great expectations for your life and for what you will do with how he's gifted you and with the abilities and talents that he's given you. And that is still one of my most favorite books but I just, I remember that teacher speaking, you know, encouragement into my teenage life as a high schooler. It's amazing how much influence a coach yes. and a teacher have. They have a lot. On a, on a person's life. Good or bad. I mean, we were out with some friends last mm-hmm. night mm-hmm. and there was a school 
that was having their homecoming uh-huh. and some of the kids that you had taught in third grade were all dressed up and they come walking yes. out the door and they see you and they're hugging you miss breedlove they're now sophomores yeah they're juniors and seniors and i'm like who are these young boys that are saying hey and hugging my wife (laughs) taught them so i still think of them as you know my kids yeah it's pretty cool it is very cool it really is so what can we celebrate today what can we celebrate what are what what has happened this week, this past week, that we can celebrate? Personally? Yeah. Personally. Or family. Or I've got a couple that I want to mention. Oh, okay. Well, you go ahead. So, I want to uh, celebrate the fact that I received my first NFL jersey. Yes. I thought that would be what you're celebrating, the win. As and well. I'm celebrating the fact that While Green Bay, you're wearing the Green Bay Packers won tonight in overtime, which is a pretty cool win. And but friends of ours, but friends of ours gave you your very first yes NFL jersey, and it's a jersey that came straight from Lambo Lambo yes. Field. I mean that they're pro shop super special. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. So. To our friends, Corey and Julie. Yes. Shout out to you. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Spencer looks great in the green. It, it Yes, I'm wearing it right now. Uh-huh. Wearing it right now. So, thank you. Celebrating their wins. Yep. Mm-hmm. And also, we had our FCA golf tournament last yes. Monday and raised uh, quite a bit of money. It was money that's going to support uh, our ministry. It supports two other staff in our area. Uh, it was the first time that we've had over a hundred golfers. It's the first time it, we've raised the most money. Um, it it was just a great event. Great it was a event. Beautiful day. Beautiful Weather day. was perfect. Yep. And to be able to go out and play golf, and then to be able to play golf with your dad and Tyler. Yes. Uh, that was that was, that was a really win. special. That, that was a win. Papa got to play yep. all. He played 18 all eighteen holes. holes. He did. So. With his son-in-law and grandson. It was good. It was good. And then uh, Lizzie had her spiritual retreat this she past did. week. Seems to have a had a great experience with the school and that spiritual retreat they went on. I'm thankful that they do that. Yep. Me too. That that's it's a great investment. Important, yes. It's a great investment. How about you? You got anything you're celebrating? Anything? I don't think so. You don't? Th- what are you thankful I mean, for? Well, I'm thankful for a lot of things. Tyler came by for a little visit. Yeah. Like that was always good to see him here at the house for just a little bit. He hung out with us. I'm thankful Jared was able to participate in the Disciple Now weekend. Yep. I haven't heard from him Hadn't yet heard. because he's probably he's still sleeping. Been busy. Yes, all weekend. And then I'm sure recovering this afternoon and tonight from all of that, that we remember quite well how much it takes out of you to do a Disciple Now weekend with youth. But I'm thankful that Trent gives them the opportunity at that their sweet church and Jared enjoys doing that. Yep. He's, uh, I'm sure he's probably still sleeping and we'll probably hear maybe something from <laughs> maybe him. Maybe we'll hear this week. This week. Yes. Hopefully. Hear about it. He'll come out of hibernation. Yeah. At some point. So. So today we're going to be talking about the trap of worry and 
this particular idea uh, was something that I really started um, listening about from from a podcast I was listening to earlier in the week. And you played wanted, it for me. I yeah. played it for you. I'll let you hear it. It's uh, from a friend of mine, Randy Gravett, who has the podcast Chasing Greatness. Great podcast, really quick. Mm-hmm. Usually has about six to seven minutes a day mm-hmm. on his podcast. And uh, one of the things that he's been talking about this week has been on this topic of worry. And it was really eye-opening to me to hear some of the things that he was saying about worry. And one of the things that he said was that six, and this is in some research, Yes, this is in some research that he had found. And so I am repeating what he said about the research. Um, So what he said that the research was showing is that 60% of adults are walking through life with worry and 91% of the things that they worry about never even happen. Yeah. So the majority of people today are walking through life with worry and 91% of the things they worry about never even happen. And that was like, wow, people are wasting a whole heck of a lot of time and energy worried about nothing. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that Randy also quoted was from Dale Carnegie's, I'm sure it's part of one of Dale Carnegie's books, worry more than work exhausts our souls. Mm. Worry wow. more than work exhausts our souls. And I'm like, man, he is dead on that. Because we can spend an exorbitant amount of energy, emotional energy, spiritual energy, relational energy, physical energy on worry. And it is exhausting. Yes. We said, so a word picture worry is like a bear trap and you get caught in it. And you're stuck. Yeah. It's got its clinches in you. Right. So a bear trap, if you can imagine like that bear trap, it's kind of this circular um, piece of metal with Uh teeth in it. And in the middle is the, is the release mechanism. Uh You step in it and then that cinches down, it clinches down on the bear in his paw and that foot and it, and that, bear trap itself is attached to a tree or something like that. And he can't get away. Right. So worry is a lot like that trap that you put your foot in and then it releases its, it releases the, um, the, the metal part with a teeth on its it grip on you. and gets its grip on you and you can't get away. Well, it's preventing escape. It's preventing escape. And mm-hmm. so it's, it is something that is exhausting completely so i know when i brought this topic up to you you know you were like i don't want to talk about worry i don't worry about nothing <laughs> well, now don't but i'm say like it like that i, I well, mean it in a haughty prideful way but that is it isn't but it's not something that you no. you don't worry and so it's hard for it's you it's not to, a real struggle for me yeah it's not a real it's struggle not. 
Now, it used to be for me, one of the things that I used to worry about a lot uh-huh. is, well, especially like when the kids were younger and then you guys would leave for school. Yes. I, one of the things that I would worry about just about every day uh-huh. is once y'all would leave, I would worry that I would never see you again. We were all in the same car. Y'all were car. all in the same car. Yes. And then you would leave the house and I was worried I'd never see you again. That was something that I was afraid of. I remember you sharing that. So what happened? Uh, then everybody else started driving their own vehicles. And so y'all were, <laughs> and y'all oh, were separated. Oh, as long as we're separated. Okay. <laughs> y'all were separated. And so it was like, oh, it was I can't really we worry about it. one car. It was, okay. Yeah, it was like y'all were in okay. one car. Okay. And, but still, I mean, I think for me, I I believe I've been able to overcome some of the worry. Uh-huh just by just by my own growth with in, in my walk with the lord i mean just quite truthfully yeah um being able to read more of his word and understand that he's the one in control that you guys are in his hands that it's going to be fine regardless and that you know, now I don't really have a fear of death, um, at all, you know, and, you know, if you pass away or if the, one of the kids pass away, I'm not really worried about that either because I know where they'll be. Right. So will I miss them? Yeah, I'd miss them. But, but that was something that I would worry about. Yeah. And, and it's taking time to overcome time it. That I have, times of moments Mm -hmm. of worry of things that cross my mind, but I I feel like I quickly deal with it. Mm -hmm. And that's what, that's what we're wanting to get at here is that we don't want people to stay in that trap. Right. This is dangerous. And one of the things that you had also found in your Bible reading about worry was what worry really means. Yes. So in Matthew, um, and, and, straight in the scriptures when you know he's saying don't worry about anything you consider the lilies of the field and they grow and they they don't have to you know toil god just gives them what they need and they grow and you know but how much more does he care for us than the flowers in the field or even the birds you know the birds don't worry about finding food he's made it for them to provide for them but how much more he wants to provide for us and the word in the greek in those scriptures when it's talking about worry the greek picture word picture is choking and strangling oh and i was like whoa that when we allow ourselves to be caught in this trap of worry we're choking and strangling out truths of god and and what he wants to do in our life hmm. what are some other things you that's think sober. that it chokes out obviously that's joy. a way yeah it'll choke out joy it will definitely choke out your joy your peace mm-hmm. it, it's all those things that he desires to give you and wants you to have, but it, it's, it's 
like there's a barrier if we're caught in the trap of worry. Why do you think people worry? Maybe, you know, part of it is just our, our flesh, our human nature that should I be doing something? Is there something I could do? I mean, that's just part of how we're, we're made is that we want to do something, fix something, help. Hmm. So maybe. Do you see worry in played out in the people that, um, let's just say parents that of the kids that you teach or teach kids that you've taught or kids. Well, that- what I see more is, you know, that many times a, a parent's worry can be projected onto their children mm. and, and a, a household. I mean, I'll just say a household where, where worry is, is, a a constant, you know, whether we're talking about it in conversation, it's picked up on when worry is kind of the temperature of the home. Mm-hmm. Well, then sure, the the kids, they kind of learn that behavior. They they begin to think, oh, I'm supposed to worry about things. What, how do you yeah. see that played out in school, in your space? I, I'm not sure. I don't understand what you're asking me. How do you, because like, I said that I, where do you, how do you like, like what would a kid do? Well, m- many times it's, you know, parents are worried about the kids grades. Whereas third grade, we shouldn't worry about grades. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I didn't worry I about mean, grades. We want to do our best and we're learning skills that are going to benefit us the rest of our life. I didn't worry about grades. So I was in seminary. Yeah. Well, you might should worry about them. Not worry, but you should be attentive to them. Oh, very more. good. Very in good play on words. High school and college, yeah. Spencer. But in third grade, no. But, you know, they're worried, you know, because their parents, I don't know, said a bee is bad. I loved bees. <laughs> I was happy with a bee. If it's your best. It was my best. That's good. Yes. And that's just it. You know, we want, I want kids to do their best and Mm -hmm. learn. What are some of the effects of a kid who is in a place where they're worried? What do you see? And let me just say, some of this is, is circumstantial because of the, the day and age which we live. Yes. So as parents, I think it's our job to model for our kids that we aren't going to spend time living in worry because that's not what God desires for us as believers. And so we have to model that, not that we're fake and, you know, we tell our kids everything will be fine. Everything's rainbows and unicorns, but ain't that no, there can be some realistic, um, you know, conversations, but again, I think it's modeling that when we do have a worry, we take it to the Lord. Mm-hmm. We replace it. And we'll get into that later. But I'm sorry, what was your, what did you ask me? The effects. Oh, the effects. The effects. Well, I think it affects health. Yeah. I mean, not just kids. I mean, I'm talking about all people okay. that are caught in this trap of worry, all kinds of 
digestion issues, weight stomach gain. issues, right? Weight gain, or weight loss, or weight loss. Yeah. yeah, lack of sleep, or we sleep all the time. Yeah, I mean, it just it can be a snowball. Do you think worry is a coping mechanism for people? Well, I think that goes back to. Yeah, if 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 sometimes if we have a view that we've got still got to earn God's grace or keep it or still control things, we have you understand to my question though? control to you him. understand my question about it being a cut like if if there's in a if it's a in a high stress situation, uh-huh. their default is to go to worry rather than something that's more healthy. Rather than sure, because I think, I think when you've been in that trap, it's easier to go back to that. Mm-hmm. It's sure. easy to go back to what sure. you know. Sure, you can easily drift backwards uh-huh. into that. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, along this line of worry, I think it's important for us to put a lid on it yes to put a lid on worry because like going back to what randy had brought up in his podcast that 60 percent of the population 60 percent of the people today are walking through this life worried they're carrying worry that's more than half yeah it's more than half of the people yeah all right so we're talking about a bunch of people that are going through this life Worry, and it's people right around us walking through life with yeah. us, and we want to speak encouragement, you know, into their lives to say you can put a lid on this. Yes, you can put a lid on the worry. Yes. So, how can you put a lid on worry? Um, Lisa, you mentioned on this first one right here is to shift your focus. So. To what? What do you mean when you say shift your focus? What are you shifting your focus to? Well, and I was just saying that as a, from personal experience, that when I have those moments of worry, those thoughts that are worrisome, instead of letting that take root and pondering on that, I shift my focus to truths from God's word, to promises in his word, to things that I know I can stand upon. Mm-hmm. That's good. So shifting basically from a place of unsta- instability and unstable ground to something that's more of a firm foundation. And it really has to do with again recognizing it's not about me i i can't control things right i can't it it's not within my power to control he's on the throne and he is who i have to trust mm-hmm. that's good and and just making that mind shift yeah and that and that's come and that is coming from from the spiritual side shifting your focus to the truth yes but i also think that you need to take a look at when you're talking about shifting your focus, uh-huh. what comes to my mind is you need to consider your current reality 
like define what your current reality is. Okay. And meaning, well, it's easy to, well, let me back up in defining your current reality is you are coming to grips with what is real. What's what, and it, and it goes back to what, what you're saying too. Uh You're saying reshift your mind, reshift your focus to the truth, truth of God's word. But it's also a shift of just what is true. What is true um, in in this life? What's true going on around me? Um, what is it that I am really believing? And I'm, am I believing a lie or am I believing huh. something that's true? And, you know, I think you need to determine what your current reality is. Whether that's, Have I blown it out of proportion? Have you blown it okay. out of proportion? Yeah. Um, you need to, what's your current reality financially? What's your current reality um, with your marriage. So I think all of those are, you don't want to just make something up right? that it's not. Okay. Got it. So shift your back, shift your focus back to making a mountain out of a molehill. Yeah. Don't make a mountain out of a molehill. Right. Okay. That's good. Okay. So the second thing that you have written down here is to remember what he, God has done. Yes. I I love um, in the Bible when Joshua and there are other times when the Israelites, they stacked stones and that was their Ebenezer. That was and churches. Well, back in the day, um, you know, some churches would celebrate Ebenezer. Ebenezer, It was a remembrance a remembering what God has brought us from, what he's brought us to, and where he's going to take us next. Here I raise my Ebenezer. Yes. I love that. And that's what I think we have to do. We need to stop and in defining reality and shifting our mind. I think we have to go, okay, wait a minute. Like just what, not a month ago, God did this for me or years back or whatever. Yeah, as you as I was thinking about this, um, nothing can eliminate her worry better than Thanksgiving. Oh, so a uh, attitude of gratitude. Yeah, nothing can make eliminate worry. Yeah, better get your journal out than and, Thanksgiving yes, and making that gratitude. Writing list. that. What are you thankful for? Yes, and yes. I think that helps to reset the. Focus. I think it does. Yes. What we talked about there just a minute ago. Sure. Helps to shift the focus to what are we going to be grateful for rather than what are we going to be worried about? Yes. And then it's, it's, I, I really do think that it, it maybe squells a lot of that when you're, if, if now you're listing praises to him and, thanking him again that has our mind focused on him and who truly is in control it kind of be hard to sit there and sit in your worry very difficult yeah third way to put a lid on it is to live in the moment now i have an idea of what that means but what what when you wrote that live in the moment what were you thinking um, being present, um, 
I I just think of it as each day is a gift, the present, get it? Yes. That, you know, God has given to us. And what I need to be responsible for is making the most of that day. Not tomorrow and not, not that we don't plan. We do. I, I am a planner. I'm an organizer. But at the same time, when I wake up and my feet hit the floor, it's Lord, what are you calling me to today? May I be present in relationships and opportunities that you cross my path with? How can I please you, glorify you and live the most for today? What happens when you're not present? What happened? Absent. Okay. No, duh. Okay. Yeah. You get marked absent. absent. Yeah. You You have makeup work. (laughs) Sorry. I just, that's. Man, I walked right into that one, didn't I? to go back to school. (laughs) You ask a teacher. That was a, I got a, I got a, I asked a dumb question and I got a smart aleck answer (laughs) is what I got. That was, that was really, really good. That was fast. You're welcome. That wasn't even scripted. Oh my gosh. This is off the cuff. That was totally off the cuff. No, what I mean is. Will you tell what's your idea? Well, you you said it is be present. Okay. And when you're not present, uh-huh. like emotionally, spiritually, yes. when you're not there, if your mind and your heart uh-huh. is off in some la-la land somewhere else, then you're not present in the moment with the people that you love the most. You're missing out. You're missing out. Yeah, you're missing out. And I think where most people get lost is in their digital devices. Yeah. They get lost and, and don't realize and, it. And they don't realize it. Um, kids that have phones and digital devices have become their babysitters. Yep. It's not good. It is not good practice. Your digital devices are can be helpful, but when you are addicted to them, that's a problem. And it and it causes you to be absent from where you need to be present. And where you need to be present is at home. You need to be present with your spouse. You need to be present with your kids. There needs to be, uh, you need to be present with the Lord. All right. Um, And being able to learn and grow and take in what is happening around you rather than keep your head buried in the sand and totally miss out. So, And along those lines, I think... You know, we don't have to spend a long time talking about this, but I think there are things that contribute. You said, is it a coping mechanism? Maybe sometimes, but I think more than that, I think we succumb to the trap of worry because of the places we put ourselves in. And you were talking about digital devices, social media, watching news, Mm -hmm. which Half of it's fake and the other half, you know, it's just. You don't know what to believe. No. So if, again, we would not put ourselves in those positions, don't Google everything that you hear because Google is not a truthful authority all the time. And, but yet that's what we do. And so I believe we put ourselves in these positions 
to then those seeds of worry begin to take root because well, I'm looking at the news all the time and I'm checking out whatever and I'm I want to hear about all this politics stuff and I want to hear about this country and what's going on here and we're just yeah we're just getting a small amount of information from those sources we don't really know the bigger picture bigger and, story yeah and again people I'm not saying you just said we're not it's not to stick our head in the sand we are to be present and we are um to not be you know of the world we're in the world that we live in and he has us here for a reason but yet we can't get caught up in that right and well the bible also says to be wise as serpents yes, and harmless, harmless as doves be wise as serpents yes. and harmless as doves and I think, so I think a lot of times there are things maybe we could eliminate or we could cut back on that would even help us with our worry. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Mm -hmm. I love what Henry Ford said when he was asked if he ever worried. Now we're talking about the dude that, yeah, you know, started the Ford, Ford Motor, Motor Company. Company. Thank you, Henry. Okay. I love your cars. And I love what he said when he was asked if he ever worried uh -huh. and his reply was pretty cool. Um, he said, no, I believe God is managing affairs and that he doesn't need any advice from me <laughs> with God in charge. I believe that everything will work out for the best in the end. That's good. That's pretty good wisdom. That is good. He doesn't need me managing he doesn't need my advice on managing affairs. And I think what, when, when you get to worrying and you are not present or you're not living in the moment, you're trying to manage the affairs that God has sovereign reign and control over. Yes. And what God wants us to do is simply just to trust him. Yes. Just to trust him. Believe in what he's doing and what he says and trust his promises. Take him at his word. And take him at his word. And just simply follow. Period. It, there's really nothing more to say on that. You know? So we hope that those three things shift your focus. Remember what God has done. Create that gratitude list. And be present. Live in the moment. And being present. Uh, and not being absent from the people and the places that you need to be present with. I think, I think those are some pretty good pieces of wisdom there, Lisa. Yes. I hope it will encourage people. Yes. So with that, that's all we got for tonight. We appreciate all of you who are our listeners. Thank you so much for encouragement your encouragement to us as it you send us lot. messages or text, or uh, if you see us in person, thank you so much. We are very, very grateful. We love you. And, uh, and we hope that you have a great, great week this week and that you put a lid on yes. worry. Don't be caught in the trap. Don't be caught in that trap. So Lisa, you got any final things? Nope. Nope. Hey, well, remember, that two are always better than one and a quarter of three strands is not easily broken. Have a
Have a good night. Later.